Welcome to Kasalanan Maging Purita Podcast Where breaking free from the chains of financial struggle becomes your new reality This is your gateway to discovering how not to be purita and stay wealthy effortlessly in the information age Hosted by Neil Reichel, this podcast redefines what it means to be wealthy in the Philippines Moving beyond the realms of freelancers, agency owners, and entrepreneurs We now embrace every Filipino who aspires for more without sacrificing more. We debunk the myth that being purita is an inevitable fate. Just as myths and folklore fade into the backdrop of our culture, so too does the notion that financial limitation is part of our identity. With Neil Reichel at the helm, a visionary who has transcended the barriers of race and heritage to deliver value beyond measure, we invite you on a journey of transformation. This podcast is a no-go zone for complacency. If you're ready to shift your mindset, position yourself in a space where your worth doesn't require justification, and unlock the secrets to wealth that don't demand your toil and time, then you're in the right place. Follow us into a future where Urita is a word without weight and prosperity is your birthright. Subscribe and stay tuned for our weekly episodes that promise to change not just how you earn, but also how you live. Welcome to the Million Dollar Filipino Freelancer, soon to be Million Dollar Filipino, or baka maging bagong title, which is Kasalanan Maging Purita. Ang guest natin ngayon ay, nako, hindi ka pwedeng magdahilan sa taong ito. Okay? Iisipin mo, toto ito. Iisipin mo sa mga ka-fellow 90s ko, ha? Maladugi Hauser MD ang kwento ng taong to. Pero, malakas dating nito. Si Dugi Hauser, walang ano sa mga LGBT, ha? Siyempre, he has his own preference ngayon, di ba? Pero ito, for siya. Fanatic din to. I would say fanatic kasi nakatay ka. Tapos ngayon, naka-718. Ang guest natin ngayon, okay, is... Ano ba naman yung galing sa Y Combinator? Ano ba naman ang founder siya ng Paymongo? Napos ngayon may panyero, de ba? The one and only Mr. Francis Plaza. Hello, hi mga bashers. I'm glad to be here. Thank you, thank you sa invitation. Excited to ano magshare ng tidbits of thoughts. Thank you. So syempre, kung ano, kung i-stockin nyo, ilalagay natin yung link, yung interview niya with Ron Beichong. Ron, si Ronster, okay. Ang ganda ng interview na yon. Isa sa mga napulot ko doon was that hindi galing ang guest natin, si Francis, sa privileged family. Tama ba? Yes. So, so laking probinsya ko. Actually, Bisaya. I grew up in the province sa probinsya ng Southern Leyte, if you guys are familiar. So, doon talaga ako lumaki. I was born in Mindanao, pero lumipat yung family ko doon. Yung tatay ko, uh, I grew up security guard siya. Weh! Yes, oo. So, yung mom ko naman, nagtitinda sa, yun yung school canteen sa elementary school. Public school? Public school. So, doon din ako nag-aaral ng elementary school. And I went to public school until high school. So, yun yung, yeah, yun yung background and growing up years ko. Alam mo bang may definition ang tawag doon sa work ng mami mo? Ang tawag sa kanila, canteeners. Oh, okay. <laughs> at ang mga canteeners, mga Diyos at Rey na yan sa loob ng schools. Kasi kami, nagnegosyo kami ng paninda. And then, if you are inside that basket ng mga canteeners na yan at i-distribute sa loob ng classroom, 
may mangyayari sa buhay mo. Okay, game. <laughs> so the reason why I was asking that is this. Na-excite ako. Coming from a not-so-privileged family, may kotse ba kayo nung lumaki ka? Wala, wala. Nana tol, kahit bahay, wala eh. So nakikitira kami dun sa... Re- yung bahay na pinagawa ng uncle ko, parang ganun. What is it like now that you have a 718, a Porsche, Baxter, tama ba ang 718? Yes, tama ba? yes, yes. Okay. Yes. And galing din sa Taycan, di ba? Taycan, Taycan, okay. Anong pakiramdam? I feel na, well, sinuerte, pinalad sa buhay, definitely. So, kinikredit ko rin yung the people na nagsuporta sa akin, no? Getting here. So, I think, definitely, a lot more comfortable compared nung nagsimula ako. But, siguro grateful, mostly. And, siguro may responsibility din to make sure na kung ano man yung na-achieve sa life, be able to give it back. Family, of course, friends, and also to make something, eh. For me, to build something to be used by others, to make other people's lives easier. So, y- yun siguro yung inspiration ko. May nabasa ako kasi dito. Dito sa commencement exercise ng iAcademy, isa sa mga sinabi mo is this. No matter where you come from, ayan ha, mga listeners, mga bashers, mangilabot kayo ha. No matter where you come from, no matter the ad, the odds stacked against you, always dare to dream bigger than your surroundings. Yeah. Because in those dreams, fueled by passion and hard work, lies the power to change not just your own destiny, but the world's. Yes. Were you always a believer in yourself, Francis, when you were growing up? Balik tayo sa Southern Leyte. I would think so. Dahil, um, I grew up, wala akong kapatid, no? So, only child. Solong anak ka. Okay. Solong Kapiro anak. Tayo, mga only child. Mm, mga only yes. child. Okay. <laughs> Tapos, yung dad ko kasi, di ba, security guard. So, medyo add yung oras niya. So, wala siya sa, either wala siya sa mga, wala siya sa gabi, ganun. Tapos, yung mom ko nasa kantin. So, mostly, ano ako, parang, tapos yung mom ko very protective din. Ayaw niyang lumabas-labas ako. So, usually, talagang ako lang, kahit nung bata pa ako, playing with mga toys, kung ano mang mauwi ng tatay, yung mga simple ones. Or mostly, nag-uwi siya ng mga, nakuha niyang mga magazine dun sa pinagtatrabahuan niya. Uh, kasi he used to be security guard sa state university sa amin. So, maraming nagko-collect dun ng mga magazine, Reader's Digest. Dun, siguro dahil wala akong ibang kalaro, and mostly ganun yung experience ko doon ako na-inspire ko nung mga nababasa ko noon no so from there siguro it allowed me to think na ha huh, kaya ng iba baka somehow kaya ko rin of course naive thinking siya hindi hindi ko naman alam ko ano yung magiging challenges along the way no pero siguro because of that because of that experience naisip ko na yeah i mean wala naman akong kasama dito wala akong kapatid i mean my parents were supportive pero who else would believe diba so other than myself and I think it's also about exposure to the things that we see, whatever it is, no matter how limited. Sa atin, I mean, high five, solong anak, high five, readers digest. Paborito ko, mm-hmm. all in a day's work. Diba? Yes. At saka humor in uniform. Yes. Uh, Ang nakakatawa dito, I think pareho tayo is, wala tayong subscription sa readers digest. Yeah. Mga libre lang. Diba? Yes, exactly. Pero kung ano yung nandito sa available sa paligid natin, yun yung pinapakinabangan. And then eventually, nagrow ng nagrow. Ang naging tanong ko lang dito is this. When you were starting to get exposed, did you have any inkling at all na you would become, aminin natin, you would become this big? Actually, no. Growing up no, as, a, as a kid sa probinsya, of course, you know, nangangarap ka and all. Pero wala kasing role model sa amin na 
you know, mag-start ng sariling business. Startups, wala pa yan. Nung back in the early 2000, nung elementary ako na, I mean, nobody really has talked about it. Wala talagang example, no? So yung naging ano lang ng parents ko is mag-aaral ng mabuti. Yung, yung advice niya, mag-aaral ka ng mabuti. Go to school. Basically, yung dream lang namin na is makapag-aaral ako dun sa state university na sa likod lang ng bahay namin. And no one really thought na, okay, I could do anything bigger than that. So parang the dream was, graduate ka ng school, magtrabaho ka, and then, you know, make better than what my parents did. Ganun lang talaga siya. And siguro, I was lucky enough na naging scholar din ako ng high school sa Pisay. Tapos doon, medyo mas na-expose pa ako sa mga, with my peers, tapos yung mga naging examples ko doon, doon ko nakita na you can do bigger pa, mapadpad ng Manila kasi, you know, probinsyano ako. So pwede palang mapadpad ng Manila, makapag-aaral sa UP, Ateneo, ganun. Yun yung naging dream ko rin ng high school. But of course, you know, later on, I was able to go to the States for college. Yun, ibang mundo rin naman yun. So, mas na-realize ko pa na mas malaki pa yung world and all that. So, dami, it's because of the inspirations talaga along the way. Step by step, bit by bit. And naalala ko, isa sa mga nakwento mo, correct me if I'm wrong, was this. You did not really know how big MIT was or you didn't even know that MIT existed. Parang ang alam mo lang noon was that there's Harvard. And then, accidentally, ay, meron pa lang MIT. Tapos, boom, ito yung gusto ko talaga. Computer science, ito talaga siya. May naitulong ba yung, pardon the word ha, ignorance, in order for you not to be so scared of how big you're actually trying to tackle? Actually, nung high school pa lang, and credit dun sa mga naging friends and teachers ko, no? There's always that push and pressure na try to do something bigger or be different. So, nung high school ako, yung dream school ko talaga was to go to UP. And I think it still is. I still advise my family or my younger na cousins and all na, you know, aim for higher, no? And all that. Nung high school ako, talagang worked hard to try the upcat and all that, which I did naman and all. Pero naisip ko, when, when I was fourth year high school, this was before K-12, to nung fourth year high school, we were getting ready to go to college. Naalala ko yung sabi ng one of my friends na, you know, everyone's going to Ateneo, everyone's going to UP. Try tayo ng iba. Pero of course, provinsyano, laki ng Southern Leyte, wala talaga kung alam na iba, essentially, di ba? And no one from my high school at that time, wala pang nakapasok ng, ng international foreign university, at least directly from high school. Yun, sabi na, sige, apply tayo ng Harvard. Yun lang talaga, yun lang yung... Out of whim. Yes, oh, yun lang yung named university na alam ko. Because siguro kung ano yung nakikita ko sa mga pelikula and all, no? At that time, and this was 2008, yeah, wala akong computer, walang kahit ano. So sa internet cafe, nagtitingin-tingin ako ng mga pictures. Tapos early days pa ata to ng Google Maps, eh. alam ko pangit pa ng interface noon. I was going through yung know, campus ng Harvard. Tapos scroll lang ako ng scroll. Then there's this campus down the road uh, called MIT. And I was like, ah. Oh, may school din pala dito na ganito. Nung pangalan-pangalan, sabi ko, anong school to? Hindi, hindi man lang university, parang ganun, di ba? Parang, and all that. So, and then, nung ginugel ko siya, one of the first things na lumabas siguro, I think, or one of the very few uh, results sa uh, taas was, uh, something had to do with Iron Man. Kasi I think, yun yung, one, yun yung year na lumabas yung one of the Iron Man movies. Tapos, I think graduate daw siya ng MIT. Parang ganun yung nabanggit doon. So, na-curious ako. And, Ayun, then, 
Then sabi ko sa friend ko na we are gagastos kasi kami for the SAT. Damihan na lang namin <laughs> ng application. So, nag-apply din kami dun sa MIT. Pero, sa totoo lang at that time, parang laro-laro lang sa amin because who would have thought, di ba? Like, you know, laking probinsya, hindi pa ako napadbad ng Maynila at that time. Tapos walang preparation, like, hindi ka pinakapag-review for SAT. For the sake of applying lang siya, pero in my heart at that time, I already accepted na wala. I mean, try lang siya. Kahit hindi ako makapasok, wala namang nagbago sa buhay ko. You know, trying lang. At least malalaman ko kung kaya or hindi. Parang ganun yung naging thinking ko there. Siyempre, marami tayong mga ano, dudero na mga listeners dito. Baka naman si Francis, valediktorian nung high school yan. Kaya sus, hindi niya, kahit mag-try-try lang yan, kayang-kaya niya. Valediktorian ka ba nung high school? I was not. And mind you, hindi rin ako top 10 nung high school. Uwe! Oo, so hindi ako nag-uwi ng medal nung graduation. And that's uh, a bit contentious <laughs> kung bakit. Hayaan na natin sila. <laughs> Pero, yes, uh, I was not valedictorian. Tapos hindi, hindi ako yung tipong nag excel talaga sa grades. Kasi hindi ako na-inspire sa grades nung, nung when I was younger. Kasi wala pressure from my parents. Kung saan ako nag-excel though is yung mga things na hindi academic. So, yun, tinuruan ko sarili ko mag-programming nung bata ko kasi gusto ko maglaro ng Ragnarok pa at that time. Tapos hindi kasi ako magaling eh. So I was like, you know, I was, palagi akong nung kulelat and all that. So sabi ko, maybe I should learn how to build a private server. So tinuruan ko sarili ko, ano, doon ako nag-enjoy. Ungraded yon And siguro yun yung story na na-share ko rin sa MIT na I like to build things for the sake na, you know, I, I want to see other people use it also. Siyempre, may super sayang tayong mga dudero. Eh, nung grade school yan, baka na mabalediktorian yan. Oh, well, yun. Yes. I was valedictorian valid- ako nung high school. Pero halos lahat din kami sa Pisay nung mga na 88 kami no, nung nakapasok. Halos lahat naman valedictorian din na eh. So, yeah. <laughs> Nakakainis yung ganun, no? yung tipong yung grade school ka, meron kang yung level of confidence. I don't know if you have that, pero parang may level of superiority ka na parang, Uy, valedictorian ako. Somehow, may achievement ako. And then here comes high school. Holy shit. <laughs> Lahat tayo, pantay-pantay. And then I'm not even in the top 10 when I graduated, which again is contentious. Pero somehow, it didn't have kind of blow your ego na parang, ay, hindi naman pala ganun kagaling. Mas malala nung college. Ay, ito yung nasa US na. Nasa MIT na. Yes, kasi, you know, for one reason or the other, Kahit hindi ako top 10 nung high school, meron din kasing sort of pride na ini-instill sa'yo ng Pisay na parang, oh, galing ka ng Pisay, you're the best in the Philippines, etc. I mean, looking back, I think medyo dapat i-tone down yan nila. And normal for Pisay graduates, even for those going to UP na, na medyo may overconfidence, tapos pagpasok ng college, medyo dun na nakikita na wala ka pa pala talagang, you know, good study habits, yung mga ganon. Naramdaman ko yun ng college. And mas malala yun sa akin because nung, you know, when I was at MIT na, everyone talaga, sobrang galing. Like, yung roommate ko nung first year, gold medalist ng Math Olympiad galing mainland China. Yun, grabe nerd yun, di ba? <laughs> or yung one of my close friends doon nag-perform sa, probably it was the White House or something like that. Yung mga ganong, ano, yung mga ganong record. Tapos sino ba naman ako, di ba? Laking late high school ko sa Tacloban. Tapos yung feeling ko na I was so confident with math and science kasi galing Pisay. 
doon ko na-realize na it was not enough. And bigla bumagsak ako dalawang subject, math and physics. And those are two subjects na parang halos everyone in Pisay expect. In the same sem? In the same semester. First semester, Ouch. first year. And galing pa ako ng Pisay, di ba? Parang math, physics, dapat sisiyo na lang yan. Ano, di ba? Pagsak talaga ako. Doon, doon ko na-realize na may mga daming magagaling talaga. And it was, I would say, humbling experience na nakita ko rin kung saan talaga ako nag-excel at saka saan ko, you know, kailangan humabol yung mga ganun. Humbling is also a crossroad between giving up and pushing forward. You chose pushing forward or was there also a point in that stage, yung dalawang bagsak na yun, masakit yun ha? Kasi masakit yun. Na, shit, uwi na lang ako. Hindi yata talaga ako para dito. Before I get to even worse na situation. Kasi it can happen. Yes, actually, umabot ako sa point na yan na tumatawa ako sa mom ko. And this was 2009. Yung parents ko wala pang Facebook no, or something like that. So talagang ano yan, international call. Nagbabudget ako noon. Uh, makausap lang sila. And then tumiyak ako. Sabi ko na first time kong bumagsak in my life. And of all places, doon pa. Tapos, yung feeling na parang nagkamali ata sila sa akin. Medyo yun yung, yun yung that hit me hard. Yung ginajoke ko pang well, half men sa parents ko na I think doon talaga nila ilalagay yung file ko sa reject pero biglang may ihip ng hangin pumasok sa room na punta ata sa accept yung <laughs> yung records ko. Di ba? Yung ganun. And almost talaga, you know, gave up at that point. And then, lucky enough, and dito ko talaga, when I look back, credits dun sa mga taong naniwala pa rin, no, regardless. Kasi one of my advisors, sabi niya na, sabi niya, I don't think it's about whether you're smart or not. It's just discipline. Yun yung ina niya. And then from there, naging mentor ko siya, parang three times a week nagkikita kami. Chinicheck niya lahat kung kumusta ako. I mean, not even my studies. It's more of like, nasusunan ko ba yung homework ko or yung, yung basically disiplina or yung, yung schedule ko, etc. And from there, nahanap yung rhythm ko. And when I retook those two classes, uh, yung dating bagsa ko na F, naging A+. Wow! Yes, in one semester. So sabi nung mentor ko, sabi niya, see, it's not because you're dumb, it's because you just lack the discipline. Kailangan mo lang talagang magpusiye. And e, parang find your rhythm, find kung saan ka mag-i-excel. Kung anong way. Kasi we have different ways of excelling in something. So doon ko na-realize and doon ko na-embrace na kung ano. You know, I mean, I may fail once here. Pwede akong, you know, bumagsak here. Pero it's not a, it's, it does not define kung ano yung kaya ko. So doon na-inspire ako to do even better. At that specific moment, diba there was, I mean, there were those two grades. Bagsak, diba? And then the mentor came in. Ikaw ba yung lumapit sa mentor and ask mentor, I need your help? Or was it just by accident lang na nagkausap kayo, nagkataon lang, nasa cafeteria, and alam mo, bagsak ako. Oy, Francis, how are you? O nga pala, bagsak ako. Paano nangyari? Yeah, so, dun I had to step up. I had to ask for help. Isa rin yun sa mga lessons na natutunan ko kasi before, takot ako mag-ask ng help because meron ako impression na pag magtanong ako, baka sabihin nila na Stupid question yan, or ay, wala palang alam tong taong to. So talaga dati, like, kung pwedeng hindi magtanong, hindi ako magtatanong. Appear tayo yeah. dyan, appear tayo dyan. <laughs> <laughs> diba? I mean, sakit siya ng matatalino. Yes. 
Because it's so hard to admit that we do not know and that we need help. Okay, and then? And then yun. So, nung narealize ko yun na, yung reason naman talaga na bubagsak ako was takot akong magtanong. Kaya parang willing ako na magkamali rather than rather than na malaman ng iba na hindi ko alam yung part, yung isang particular thing, no? So yun, I had to step up. Ako na talaga yung pumunta tas hindi na ako tumigil magtanong kahit bahala na nung isipin ng iba. Doon doon ko na realize na you know what? Kung ano yung iniisip ng ibang tao, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter eh. What's important is kung alam mo and you're doing better for yourself. So, yun. Uh, because of that, ayun, nagkaroon ako ng mentor. Nakilala ko ng mga professors ko. Palagi na ako pumupunta sa office nila pag hindi ko naintindihan yung homework. And lo and behold, yun. Nag-effective naman. So, dun, after that, lahat. A plus. Yes. So, after dun, ganun na rin talaga ako. It's like, pahala na kahit isipin nilang bobo ako basta malalaman ko. Di ba? Yung mga ganun. Ano yun na? Tawag dito. Sige na. Dudero ako ngayon ha. It's easy <laughs> to say right now kasi in hindsight, ah, ganito, ganito ganyan siya, di ba? Pero, alimbawa, the first time that you say, sige, tanungin ko na nga. Pero ang nagiging culprit lagi is that babalik siya, recurring siya. Ay, ayoko na magtanong ulit. Ayoko na magmukhang tanga ulit, di ba? Pero ikaw, hindi, tuloy-tuloy lang. Go, go, go. Ask lang. Ask and ask and ask. And I think this is also very important for all our listeners din sa podcast na just because you keep on asking doesn't mean that you're not getting smarter. It means, siguro, you're more open to feedback and you're more yeah. confident. Exactly. And actually, you're even smarter because you're looking for people who have already done it and failed miserably. So you don't have to fail the same way that they did. So after MIT, after that, smooth sailing ka na ba? Better. I would say better than when I started. Of course, as they say, MIT doesn't get any easier. You just get used to it. So sobrang hirap niya talaga. Pero nagkaroon ako ng... Because yun nga, hindi na ako ta- takot magtanong or makihalubilas mga tao. Nagkaroon ako ng maraming friends. Doon, nag-aaral kami together. And many of them uh, ended up, kahit ngayon, like we're still very close. Tapos nag-start na sila ng sarili lang company and we're, we're investors of each other. So it was... It was an experience na beyond the classroom, nagkaroon ako ng support system, which was important. And it was not a lot. Hindi, hindi kami malaking group of friends. Of course, may mga, basically just people who believed in each other. And then, after that, I did better na because yung mga subjects na I was taking, ano na, mga subjects na interesado na talaga ako. Doon ko nahanap yung interest ko on software, particularly on internet systems, lahat. Yung isang mentor ko doon was si, ano, si Tim Berners-Lee who created the World Wide Web. So doon, doon na-inspire ako. It... Wala lang, ano, ano ba, si Tim Berners-Lee na who created the World Wide <laughs> Ano, wala lang, di ba? <laughs> yeah, Hindi ka and... na nasa starstruck nung time na to. I mean, nung una, and then eventually, like, normal people lang pala sila. I mean, you eat lunch together, yung mga ganun. So, yun. I mean, may mga ganong scenario talaga, like, You know, I I was in this small round table with, I remember si Mark Zuckerberg. This was five years into Facebook pala or six years into Facebook, something like that. Literally, same table? Um, well, in a, parang, in a small room. Parang may, in a small ano, room, may, may okay. Session, uh, so I'm one of the spectators and all that. And yeah, like you, you meet people like you know, Bill Gates and all. So, no one starts out, but you know, at the end of the day, actually like, yeah, like these, these seem to be normal people lang naman pala. Doon, na-inspire din ako doon. Parang, ha, marinig mo yung story niya, nobody started great eh. You have to start somewhere. Doon yung mga, more than the academics, 
na-realize ko na mas lumaki yung siguro the depth of, uh, o mas lumalim yung depth of my dreams siguro na nung bata ko, like, ganito lang, but now it's like, you know, the playground become became bigger. More exciting as well, di ba? And now enter Y Combinator. Nung pumasok kayo ng YC, paymongo na ba agad yung idea? Was it a payment system na talaga? So between MIT and YC, ano-ano pa yan? Mga, there were six years of journey pa. May oracle, tama. Yes, oo. May oracle pa. Even nung towards the end of college, never ko talagang inisip na I will try startups of my own. For many various reasons. Unang-una, none, no one in the family was an entrepreneur. Tapos, yun nga, hindi na pag-college yung parents ko. And, and yung expectation is, makapag-graduate ako ng college, magtrabaho sa US, tapos... The safe route. Yes. Uh, tapos, petition mo silang lahat. Tapos, become a US citizen and, you know, live the American dream. Yun yung... Oh, get paid like $300,000 yes, a year. Uh, Yeah. Live in a nice suburb, di ba? Family is okay. My own family, okay. And then? Yun talaga yung dream. And again, you know, as I guess, similar to the previous stages of my life, may mga nangyayari talagang different along the way. Mga inflection points, no? And nung una tinry ko na mag-work for a corporate job, which basically ended up being Oracle, because aggressive sila masyado, parang first week pa lang ng fourth year, may job offer na. Sabi ng parents ko, sige, kunin mo na yan. At least wala ka nang iisipin. No? Parang feel mo secure ka na the rest of your fourth year. So kaya ko siya kinuha. And then, you know, paid well. Magkana sweldo, magkana sweldo. At that time, this was 2013. It was like $120,000 a year for entry level. Not bad! Tapos ang magiging net would be roughly mga 60, 70? Uh, siguro mga nasa, hindi naman. 80 pa? Mga 80 pa, ganun. Oo. Malaki, di ba? Malaki, malaki. And you know, I was what, 20 years old lang at that time. So medyo attractive and all that. So, safe route talaga siya. Pero when I started dun, nung nagsimula na ako mag-work there, you know, it was a big company, of course. Tapos, big team. Honestly, parang, I mean, it was comfortable. You know, you work from 8 to 5. Pag-uwi mo, wala ka nang isipin kasi you don't own the company naman, di ba? And because you are paid well, you live okay. Tapos, uh, alala ko na my first car was an Audi A4 pa at that time for a 20-year-old. I was like, wow. Wow. Diba? So, Pwede. comfortable. Teka lang, uh, teka lang. Were you like consistently dating at this time? Na, Sige, gimmick, ganyan? No, I was with someone also at that time. So, isa rin yun sa mga naging ano, factor. Tapos, pero honestly, like working, hindi siya inspiring. Of course, We were tackling, you know, big software problems kasi mga clients ng Oracle naman, mga Fortune 500 companies, di ba? Pero from an impact perspective, at least for me personally, hindi ko siya na-feel. Kasi yung mga job ko noon, especially starting lang ako noon, yung mga na-assign sa akin parang, oh, update mo lang tong color ng ganitong button na to. Yung mga ganun. And of course, for some people, it's like, yeah, gawin mo lang. Dali-dali lang. Pero I wasn't challenged. So, doon ko na-realize na I wanted something else. And contrary to the initial American dream story, sabi ko, sige, try, try ko something else. Doon ako napadpad ng Europa ng 2016. So, I was 23. Tapos, again, single na at this stage. 
And then... May ipon, di ba? Actually, not much, to be honest. Kasi medyo, ano... <laughs> may luho. May, may luho, luho ng konti. Oh. <laughs> Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong, di ba? Okay. So, Europe tayo. Europe. Yeah, yeah, I moved to Europe. I lived in Amsterdam, which is the best place when you're 23. And, and ano... And you're single. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> <laughs> and I worked for a small company. Don't, I mean, the, the pay was lower. It was not even... It was not even half. Oh, oh wala pang half. Wala pang half. Wala rin A4. Wala. I mean, I had to be in public tra- transportation. Kasi vehicles are mas mahal sa Europa. Um, because in the US, medyo spoiled sila dun. So hindi ko kaya yon. Tapos yon. Uh, that's hindi ko na afford na yung the same apartment na kinuha ko sa US. So medyo napa, it was also another humbling experience. And because I joined a small team, pangilan ba ako nun? Parang employee number eight. Basta one of the first 12. And then sa engineering, kasi I did software. Sa engineering naman, parang I was employee number three. So very small team. And dun ko na-realize that even though the pay was lower, Sobrang nag-enjoy ako. Kasi every time na may gagawin ako, parang big impact na siya agad dun sa, sa ginagawa ng team. And everyone became friends. Tapos mas malala yung working hours kasi pag startup talagang you have to do everything. And then I realized na dun ako mas motivated. It wasn't the bigger salary. It was the fact na may nagagawa akong impactful. The changes that you can make, di ba? Yun, yun. Oo. Yes. Kahit na sobrang haba yung working hours, sobrang late sweldo, pero isang ganun ko lang, or halimbawa, isang line of code, biglang lahat tayo sigawan. Kasi, eto yun, no? Merong malaking stride. Okay. Correct. Tapos? Doon ako na-inspire, I would say. And then, siguro, on the other end, yung iba kong mga friends from college, nagsisimula na rin sila ng mga startups nila. So, doon ko nalaman yung Y Combinator because yung one of my good friends from college did Y Combinator tapos yung company na sinalihan ko sa Europa they went to YC so dun medyo na I was surrounded na ng ganun ng klaseng mga mga tao exposure oh. exposure correct and uh, I mean kaya rin nila and then all I mean of course it wasn't easy and then after nun umuwi ako ng Pilipinas mga 2017 and dun ko naisip na and this was wala talaga like I had nothing here wala naman akong family, wala namang uh, business or anything like that. Nagkipagsapalanan ako. Basically, first time kong tumira ng Maynila ng 2017. And doon, I had friends naman na we went to high school together. Dito sila nag-aaral. Yun yung mga naging first network ko. And then I started growing my network. I met people na nag-start kami ng iba-ibang projects. Yung mga side gig ako. Talagang, you know, just to find my way in. At that time, hindi ko pa talaga alam anong gusto kong gawin eh. Marami nang nag-fail na projects namin nun. We tried HR software, nag-try kami ng analytics, and all that. So, iba-iba. Iba-ibang, iba-ibang gig. Until na-realize ko, I had an engineering team, and you know, fast forward to 2019, we were trying to do software consulting. So, nag-try din ako mag-start ng software consulting company. But unlike many of the successful ones, I did not have deep connections kasi to mga big clients. What we learned, and this was siguro the inspiration to the prelude to PayMongo, was that yung mga projects namin, when it comes dun sa 
payment part na, like let's say yung project mo is gawa ka ng ganitong e-commerce shop for this particular client, pinakamadugo yung payment side. And yung, yung payment terms usually pag you're running a software company by milestone, di ba? Yung dulo na milestone is usually yun yung payment integration or mga ganito ganon. Because it was so painful, mahaba yung oras and 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 of course hindi kami nababayaran on time and also of course yung cash flow namin affected and all and and at that time we had nothing i had nothing and medyo ipit kami in, in that sense financially doon namin naisip na why don't we solve the very problem we're so pissed about and ano lang talaga siya parang side project nobody thought na we would build walang nangarap walang ano parang sabi lang namin solve lang natin pag ma-solve to mas madali yung buhay natin sa ibang projects until na-realize namin nung nag-start kami noon, yung mga friends namin sabi, hey, gamitin namin yan, gamitin namin yan. And we were like, ha, pwede ata ito mangyong business. And uh, you know, na-inspired din ako with Stripe kasi Stripe started nung college ako. I went to the same college with with the founders of Stripe. Fourth year sila, first year ako. Na-realize ko na, you know, um, everyone was cra- raving about it and all that. So doon, yun yung inspiration sabi ko. And then I, I, I remember YC kasi I went, I, I, start, I worked in a, YC company, and wala, tinry lang. Again, ito na naman yung parang, try lang natin. Okay lang, kahit hindi makapasok. Nothing will change naman in our lives. Um, but we got in, so... What was the pitch nung pumasok kayo sa YC? Applied for YC? Yeah, so the pitch was simple actually. And this was pre-pandemic, so talagang everyone is skeptic about the Philippines. Kasi parang wala talagang malaking digital activity at that time. So, before YC, marami na ako kinausap, local investors, mga, you know, potential uh, local ano, partners, ganun. And, you know, as they say, you cannot be a, a profit in your own backyard. Nobody, wala talagang naniwala, di ba? And, sorry ko, sige. Ano ba yung pitch mo? How, how are you pitching sa mga locals? Hot commercial break muna. Kung ikaw ay nasa ganitong sitwasyon, meron kang 300,000 pesos and up and tumitingin ka ng lupa na bibilhin mo whether it's for yourself, relative mo, and ang isa sa mga gusto mong mangyari dito is wala kang sakit ng ulo at nag-appreciate yung value na to at maganda yung location nito, PM mo ako. I might have some pointers for you to point you to the right direction kung saan ang magandang location. Kasi eto rin mismo yung mga tips and pointers na sinunod naming mag-asawa at nahanap namin yung mga lupa na magaganda which alam namin are more than triple, quadruple times five nung value, ng presyo nung pagkakabilin namin nito. Message mo ako. The link is in the description of this episode. Bye! So sa so mga lukas at the time, and again, pre-pandemic, so sabi na, na we want to build a Payment solution para anyone can be an online seller. Whether nagsisimula ka pa lang or malaking company, dapat payments is not the... It should not make or break your business. Kasi yun talaga na-feel namin eh. It was making or breaking our business because ang hirap. Hindi madaling makausap yung mga banko and everyone, no? And people were saying na, ay, hindi kailangan yan kasi pwede namang mag-gcash to gcash lang. Yung volume naman... Maliit lang. I mean, sinong small business would earn more than 100,000 pesos a month? Di ba mga ganong skepticism ba? Na parang there was no foresight kung how big this could get kung gawing madali. Yung inisip lang na most people is that ito lang naman yung mga business dito eh. 
they don't need something better. Instead of, if we give them something better, mas lalaki yung negosyo nila. Then, na-encourage nga ako na mag-apply to YC. I wrote the entire application, actually, para, para ako nag-essay writing. And the pitch was entirely that, na the digital economy is this big, but the reason it's this big is no one has the incentive to grow online kasi ang hirap. But if you make it easy for people, kahit sino ka man, kahit may idea ka lang sa kwarto mo, and you can launch something easily today, imagine how big it could get. So, parang the pitch was, it may be this big today, but it could be 10x tomorrow because of like an easy payment system. And of course, six months later, six, seven months later, nakaroon ng lockdown, we saw na everyone needed it overnight. Medyo, medyo naging ano rin siya, lucky break for us. Essentially, we were one of the few na benefited from it. But it was not like some big vision na, you know, some people romanticize the story na biglang nagkaroon ng, you know, bright idea, di ba? Na parang habang, you know, siguro habang nakaupo sa beach and it's like, oh, payment system. Alang ganun. It was all just trials. <laughs> I am passionate about payment gateways. So, tipong ganun, di ba? Hindi. It was just all about trying. And I think that's really important in life, di ba? All about trying whether it's looking for, since Kako Valentine's lang naman, looking for that special loved one, di ba? You go dating, di ba? Finding that car of yours. You go trying, di ba? You buy yung mga few second-hand cars and then finally you find the car that you really like. Ang ano talaga dito is, yun nga, attempts, 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 and yun nga, trying. Ang ano ko dito is, from getting those feedback sa mga tao, Diba? Nasa, hindi naman kailangan yan. Parang it's not a pain in the neck naman. And then you were saying na, but you could be bigger. But still, people wouldn't listen. Diba? So you can't be a prophet in your own backyard. Hence, kuwasa tayo YC. And pagpasok ng YC, natanggap sa YC, what were the first few weeks like in the salop ng YC? It was intense because I think there's one big learning then uh, I tell people now. As an engineer, I obsess dun sa pagiging perfect ng Paano mang ginagawa ng... Product. Product, di ba? Siguro, nung pag-start namin ng YC, we were already building it for mga six weeks or less than two months. Even nung nag-start na kami sa YC, no one felt na ready na i-launch. So, nung first session namin, so yung nangyari kasi sa YC is twice a week, you sit down dun sa investor partner or sa YC partner na assigned sa'yo. Just to ano talaga, parang regular cadence na mag-check sila and all that. And the first question na in nila is, why have you not launched? And the first week na first week to, they were like, why have you not launched? You should launch yesterday. Parang ganun. And ang dami na excuses na hindi pa Which perfect. so against an engineer, di ba? Correct. So, sabi nila, does it do the bare minimum you want it to do? Yes, pero yung button na to or yung form na to, hindi pa ganun ka-perfect. And I'm like, but it can accept payments, can it? It's like, yeah, but, you know, whatever <laughs> excuses. And they were like, no, you have to launch. So yun, barang right there and then, you have to launch the same day. And takot pa ako nun kasi, ito, paangit talaga ng, ng checkout form namin. Like, when you look at it, parang, my God, hindi mo lang pinag-isipan. Parang ganun yung feeling ko. And 
we launched and parang we had 10 users may isa nagbebenta ng cupcakes sa Facebook and lahat to Pilipino Pilipino nung yes. launch oh we had a user na parang outsourcing siya ng ng book publishing based in Cebu iba-iba na and it wasn't just our friends in Manila and na-realize ko na wow kahit sobrang pangit nung ng checkout form namin people were using it because they needed it how did you launch ba if i may ask lang we had a waitlist so isa isa din yon pala we had a waitlist we wanted to yun yung validation ng product is to just spread the word kahit wala pa yung product so we spread the word na okay ito yung idea namin and yung waitlist yung validation namin na may mga interest sa dong tao so nagkaroon kami ng waitlist so we we launched by just getting a portion of it. Yun yung nangyari. So there wasn't anything grand. Pero how did you get people over to the waitlist? Were you like talking to influencers? Were you doing Google ads, Facebook ads? We had zero money at that time eh. So talagang ano lang, parang we were incentivizing pala our friends initially before na join the waitlist but if you refer five pwede kang umaka- umangat sa waitlist, yung mga ganun. Parang dropbox din, ano? Oh, yes. Correct, correct, correct. And from 10, naging 1,000 people on the waitlist. Teka, over, teka, na-excite ako, na-excite ako. Over six weeks ata yan. Yeah, over the six weeks we were building. Oh. So this is all, we started all from Warm Network. Yes. Okay. You started reaching out then to your own Warm Network. Mm-hmm. Will you remember the first three people that you reached out to? So it was, well, yung Startup PH Group. Uh, it was just some posting there. Tapos, yung mga friends namin na nagbibenta ng, ano, ang tawag dito, ng mga goods online. And this is Facebook pages pa. And again, ito yung mga tumatanggap ng, ano lang, COD nun or something. Or, or not even Gcash pa, yung bank transfer, yung mga ganun. So, yun. Yun yung mga, the kind of profile na we were reaching out to. Kasi alam namin na hindi naman namin makakrack yung mga businesses o mga enterprise. Like, hindi mo naman makukonvince agad yung mga, mga online websites to switch, di ba? So, ano lang, yung mga mga small-small business na may Facebook page. Reason I'm asking is because selling is one of the most common topics that we always have on this podcast. Whether freelancers, entrepreneurs, laging ganun. Kasi takot na takot magbenta. Hala, baka mapahiya ako. Hala, baka sabihin sales ako. Hindi ka nagkaroon ng hesitations when you were reaching out? I would say I had kasi hindi naman ako salesperson na eh. I mean, until now... You're I an engineer, di ba? You're an engineer. Until now, I don't really consider myself a sales salesperson. And I'm not an extrovert. Like, I think I am more of an introvert nga eh. Talaga like, as an engineer, and you know how the sausage is made, I cannot oversell a sausage. Kasi parang alam ko kung ano yung underlying ano niyan, di ba? It goes against the grain, no? <laughs> Correct. Eh, yun din naman yung philosophy ko na parang I sell what is and what it could be but not overpromise and ganun. But I guess one thing unique kasi with the Paymongo product especially in the early days is kami lang yung tumatanggap ng individuals for a payment system. Wala kang negosyo nun. Hindi ka registered sa DTI or sa SEC. Hindi ka pwedeng mag-accept ng Visa Mastercard. Right there and then it was the ano, compelling proposition. Sige nga, sample. The first person you reached out to, how did you reach out? So parang, I remember yung nagbibenta ng cupcake na parang 
So we were saying that, hey, do you want to accept credit cards dun sa... I mean, yeah, just accept credit cards. You don't have to consolidate na yung mga bank transfer payment, mga screenshots, you know, just, you know, just start accepting Visa MasterCard. And there was no cost eh. So it was easy for people to say yes because wala namang sign-up cost. Unlike other payment providers before at that time na parang may mga setup fees, etc. Yeah, so parang kinset, 30,000 pa, tipong ah, yes, ganun. Exactly. With all the documentation na kailangan mo i-present, okay. Correct. So sa amin, like, sign up ka lang. Wala kang payment today, wala ka namang babayaran. Yeah. But if you do, we charge you 3.5%. Which is, you know, for them, it's it's an okay expense. You know, I, I guess that will expand naman yung customer base nila. Kasi before, yung mga gusto magbayad ng card sana, hindi, hindi makabayad, so hindi na sila buwibili. So yun yung nangyari. Sobrang simple lang nung pitch. And I think this is where a lot of people, katulad ko, overcomplicate it. Diba? Falling in love muna with the idea, with the concept, trying to perfect it. And then parang sinabi nga sa inyo, sa YC na, diba dapat nag-launch na kayo kahapon? Pero ito, ni-launch na. And then, okay, was the first launch. So meron na agad kayong 10 users. Meron kayong waitlist. Yun yung smart move, diba? May waitlist kayo. And now you had 10 people who were using it already. Was it all like all going smooth sailing na? Or parang, <laughs> what? Bakit, bakit ito? Bakit nagkaganito? No, uh, it was not. Uh, it was not smooth sailing. Of course, there was a big spike. Tapos, parang first month into PayMongo, na-scam na kami. May mga bad merchants. We lost at least probably, you know, 1 to 2 million pesos on one week, diba. And for us, at that time, it was big money. And oh, oh. Because, yun, parang we were so aggressive on boarding, hindi namin nakita yung legitimacy ng, ng tao, etc. So, yung KYC, ito yata yung mga KYC. KYC, oh. we, we had a KYC, but you know, for the sake of KYC at that time, and you know, when you're starting out, parang gusto mong mas lumaki kaysa sa, you know, you just want to accept and accept. Pero I am thankful na nangyari yun early because ang dami namin natutunan na how to do things better. So it wasn't smooth sailing the first three months, the first six months. And may part nga nung towards the end nung 2019, this was just before the COVID outbreak, na medyo nag-slow down and all that. No one was really signing up and all. Lucky break talaga when the pandemic hit. Parang overnight, everyone wanted to sign up. Which meant also na na-test yung platform and may mga, may mga, Wow, there were there were a lot of fires left and right nung pandemic then because everyone was which is normal. Yes, everyone is signing up. Good problem to have, I tell the team. Na parang daming sumasabog kasi people want to use use the product versus perfecting an empty room, diba? Exactly. Instant. Okay, so game. People were now signing up, tapos we were yun nga, trying to kill fires, diba? Uh, itong mga parts sa to. Nung time na to, SEC registered na ba kayo? Oo. By the start of 2020, we got our license from the, the central bank rin as, as an operator. At that time, bago pa lang yung idea ng operator of a payment service. So, sakto lang, uh, I guess, yung timing. Kasi what can you say about these people na, okay, they think they already have an idea. Okay? They think that they're already solving a problem. But now they go into the name of the company, the logo, the website, the business permits. Anong masasabi mo sa mga taong yan? 
uh, how do you mean yung ano yung parang where's the kailan yung good timing to ano or to register actually they haven't even validated the idea they focus muna on the name ay dapat two syllables lang ah <laughs> dapat syllable ending ah <laughs> dapat yung mga tipong ganon di ba ano masasabi mo tungkol those people yeah well I, I guess yung biggest tidbit ko na and I'll, I'll, siguro I'll share more about this how based my learning sa Paymongo and what I'm doing now no, is I think ideas don't come out overnight din eh parang it, it really is a progression towards something you're interested in may mga times din na hindi mo talaga ma-identify agad which paano to like you have some vague idea of what you wanna do but you don't really know which angle of attack to use parang ganun I would say na for me especially more recently mas nag-focus ako dun sa you know what? Experiment tayo. Just tingnan natin. When we were running Paymongo, side note, siguro to, I guess to, to answer your question, this was something hindi namin ginawa eventually, but we launched this dummy website for a stock trading app. Wala pang, I mean, it was not registered or anything like that. Walang product. But we launched a dummy website to test kung ano yung reception ng mga tao. Parang waitlist. Parang ganun. But there was nothing. Like, just to validate an idea. And overnight, parang wow. Parang we had like at least 100 people signing up the waitlist. Parang ganun. And eventually, yun, I told it to my friend who ended up starting that company. But, you know, had it not been for that validation and all that, we wouldn't have known na interested in mga So, yun, siguro like, advice nga ng YC is do things that do not scale. Lagi, no? Lagi nila sinasabi yan, no? Yes. So, ano parang experiment ka muna. Ngayon, Ako, ini-email ko individually yung mga tao sa waitlist, tinitext ko. Just to know, well, not like you're building a product for a set of customers. I, hindi yung, I don't think it's true na you build and they will come. I, I don't think, may, may mga exceptions, pero almost always, it's not the case. Eh. You have to know yung idea mo ba is something na people want, and then you, know, you build what they want. Uh, kasi, di ba, yun niya. Ngayon, it's Panyero. Tama ba? Mm-mm. Okay. Ito yung bagong startup na kine-create. Okay. How did you come up with Panyero? So, interestingly enough, I've always... So, so Panyero, I guess, yung, in, in short, no, where, ang ginagawa namin ngayon is we're trying to do AI, which is hot. Uh, but beyond the hype, we're trying to help uh, legal professionals, aka lawyers, do their work in a much more efficient fashion using AI. So parang imagine mo, AI parang paralegal mo or co-counsel, parang, you know, it will read documents for you or mag-research, mga ganun. Na-inspire ko dito because for one, growing up, well, mostly nung college, may inkling ako to become a lawyer. I thought of it nung college, nag-prepare nga ako for the LSATs kasi yung dream ko naman is like, oh, Harvard Law School, kung ano yung napapanood ko sa suits at that time. Tapos, of course, hindi nangyari. Tapos umuwi ako ng Pilipinas 2017-2018. Nag-apply ako for UP Law and Ateneo Law. Nakapasok naman. Pero hindi rin ako tumuloy. So there was always that inkling. And then, nung, when I was leaving Paymongo, you know, I had some of my own, I had to do some of my own mga legal disputes and all that. Which, when you're going through that, medyo talagang, it's not the best it's not a situation you wanna put yourself in. You work with lawyers. It's not fun. Tapos, nakita ko gaano ka inefficient yung proseso. You know, documentation, research, drafting, ganito, ganun. 
the time that it takes just for you to get an answer to the question, di ba? Correct. And of course, nag-add up yung cost and all that. Tapos nung, nung tapos na lahat and everything was done and settled, nag, you know, I looked back and I said, you know, we could have done that from two months to just two weeks. Parang what took so long, 60% of the work, puro mga tedious jobs and all. So doon ko na-realize na, ha, mukhang there's something here eh. Pero hindi ko pa alam kung ano yung something na yan. But I felt there was something. So, yung initial idea ko is, okay, I'll explore AI. And at this time, I was no longer CEO of Pimongo. So I had, I had time for myself. As an engineer, I went back to my first principles, engineering ulit. You know, exploring coding and reading up on AI, building things around it. So, no early 2023, or mga first half of 2023, sabi ko, sige, experiment nga ako. Hindi ko pa alam anong gusto kong gawin. Lucky enough, I had the early access dun sa API, sa base models ng OpenAI. And sabi ko, sige, paglaroan ko to. And I basically took the base model, sabi ko, sige, patake ko nga to ng bar exam. Tingnan natin. Parang ganun. Yun yung naging experiment ko. So, base models meaning wala pa siyang domain-specific training, hindi pa fine-tune, wala ka pang mga documents na pinabasa sa kanya or any vector DBCB, wala pang ganun. So, kasi sige, pasok yung bar exam ng 2022. Kaka-release ng result nun eh. First half of 2023. Sorry ko. It's a good timing. So, pinatake ko siya. You know, sumagot naman. 90 pages long actually kasi six subjects yan eh. Tapos essay, di ba? 15 questions each. You know, criminal law, mga ganon. Civil law. Ang dami na anim na subject. So anyway, so pinatake ko siya and then nung lumabas na yung output in a, in a, in a big PDF file, binasa ko. Say ko, ha, huh, if I were reading it, I'm convinced. Pero hindi ako lawyer. So hindi ko alam. Again, part of the experiment, validation, ano. Say ko, sige nga, pag-grade ko nga to sa Supreme Court. So luckily, yung abogado ko, kilala niyo yung one of the examiners, nag-random sample si attorney. So, Gin-raid naman na examiner talaga ng Supreme Court. So, the one who was grading the actual bar exam. And a week later, kita kami and sabi niya, it performed top 5%. Wow! Nang, ano, compared to to the bar examinees uh, of that year. Noong una, hindi ko pa pinaalam na AI or anything. Sabi ko lang, experiment, gano'n. Kasi I always wanted to be a lawyer. Doon, nung nireveal ko na it was all machine, doon na, nag-open yung conversation na can a machine actually do legal work? And of course, the philosophical questions is the bar exam is not lawyering. Di ba? I mean, bar exam is just one part. So can we actually improve? Uh, yung mga weakness niya sa bar exam, yung mga kailangan niya mag-decide kung anong particular decision sa ganitong scenario. Ganun. So hindi siya confident kasi wala siyang training. Ganun. So doon ko na-realize yung mga weak points ng AI at yung strength niya. So Fast forward, sabi ko, it seems to me na if ganito yung potential avenue na pwedeng i-take ng mga large language models, we can actually build something that lawyers can use to do the work they don't like. The tedious work. The tedious work, yeah. Kasi what lawyers are good because of the experience they've built. And you need a lawyer not because you want them to just write documents or anything like that. You hire them dahil sa expertise nila. Kasi most of the work naman, ina-assign naman nila yan sa mga associates, yung mga, oh, draft mo to, or ganito, mga affidavit, etc. So what if kunin natin yan and make them focus on something 
na, that they're good at, which is the lawyering part. Doon ako na-inspire. Nung, nung sinimulan kong tingnan, yung legal industry sa Pilipinas, the reality hit me. Eh. The reality is, we have at least 40,000 lawyers sa, sa, in the entire country. That's not bad. That means there's one lawyer per 2,500 people. That's not bad. Okay yung ratio natin. Okay, okay yung ratio. Yung ratio. Um, in the US, mas, mas better, which is 1 to 1,500 because first world economy. But you know, in countries like China, that's 1 to 4,000. So we're even better off than countries like China. But the reality is worse than that. Only 20% or less can actually access legal help. So yung 80% na kailangan ng legal help, hindi sila makahanap. Medyo nasyaka ko dun eh. If we have a good ratio, pero 80% of people cannot get legal help, where is, like, why? Diba? And because the system is inefficient. Even pro bono work, magastos. Kaya mga firms, ayaw ng pro bono work. Yung mga ganun. So, tapos sa, sa judicial system natin, it takes, what, 20 years? Resolve a case all the way to the Supreme Court? Yung mga ganun. So, ang daming inefficiencies. Yan, doon ako na-inspire. Na, AI is not just a nice to have. It is something that could actually change the delivery of justice. So yung, I guess, bigger vision. And yeah, so from there, siguro second half ng 2023, done. Started sitting down, collecting all the data. Medyo naive pa kami na nagsimula. I mean, me and my friends helping on this. Medyo naive pa kasi parang hindi namin na-realize ang hirap pala mag-collect ng government data sa Pilipinas. Yeah. <laughs> so, dun, it took us time getting all the court cases, yung mga ganun, and then training the AI, etc. So, so now we're, you know, we launched last month. And so, I mean, you know, I guess same story sa Paymongo. Talaga, you know, we just launched kahit nito yung pinakamagandang software, basta gumagana, ganun. So, we're just getting feedback. So, early days, we'll see. But I think, you know, there's, there's something, there's something going. Right now, sa stage na to, are you already accepting na ano, funding? That's something that I'll explore siguro this quarter or next quarter, at least the first half. One of the things siguro na I'm doing differently than Paymongo is, yung sa Paymongo kasi nag-raise kami ng funds agad, we had investors and all. It was necessary din for a product like that kasi fintech and all that. For this one naman, I think we can, I mean, binubootstrap ko to, I mean, I'm, in a much better position in life than five years ago. So talagang binubootstrap ko to kasi I really believe in this one. More risk, but you know, I guess you take risks to see. And once I can prove siguro some traction, yun, definitely will explore some funding. And payoff will be a lot better, definitely, sa ganitong klaseng route na tinetake ninyo, di ba? Before we wrap up ito, is that, ito yung mga na-pick up ko sa'yo, is that always comes from a problem that you personally guys had, di ba? So, payment gate, may pakakailis naman to, hindi tayo nababayaran. Okay, legal issues, ay nako, ano ba yan? Ilang beses pa ka tayo mag-meet attorney para lang makakuha ako ng sagot sa'yo, di ba? Sobrang tedious. Meron ka bang parang requirements? Kasi I'm sure these were not just the two problems that you thought of solving. And feeling ko lang ha, I can see that there are soldiers inside your head, in your brain right now, saying, Uy, ito, magandang solution na ito. Uy, pwede tayong gumawa ng Filipino version ng ganitong app na to. How do you filter what problem to solve? So, may mga, may mga instances before na 
parang something was shiny and interesting. I decided na, sige, try natin and all. Me and some of my friends. Iba-iba yan. Before, we had like, we tried to build an analytics platform. Tapos, before... I remember my mule pa yata, yung magdada. Oh, yes. Yung very first one. After college, na parang peer-to-peer delivery. What I realized is, they were cool. They were, they were, ano, parang maybe worth solving. Pero yung, because of the lack of personal investment, I mean, hindi may investment, more of like the, parang you don't feel that it was something like painful for you. Hindi ka ganun ka-invested, I think. At least for me, yung feel ko na, it was a problem talaga na I myself would be happy solved kasi it benefits me. Mas naiingganyo ako siyang, ano, isipan ng creative solutions. Na, and I think it's just because human nature for me na parang kahit hindi man to mag-work all the way, at least alam ko, maybe to an extent, na-solve ko siya for me. Unlike people na parang you, may you hear pitches na parang, okay, we're building this and we're going to change the world. Like, I don't think it, nobody really thinks about the grand things sa simula eh. For me, it's like, I feel this is a painful problem and, you know, we want to solve this, di ba? And maybe later on, it could evolve to something that will change the world. And I see a clear path na why not? Pero for now, you start small. And I just want something na I would be happy na solving this problem, Solving no? for myself. Oh, I guess it comes from that very, very engineering mindset talaga sa simula. Yung mga bashers natin, tipong, uy, parang may opportunity dito. Teka, check ko muna. Ano yun? Total uh, addressable market? Yeah, total addressable market. Okay, profit natin dito. Ay, okay, okay. If this happens, ganito, ganyan. Pero ikaw, teka, is this a problem of mine that I really want to solve? Check. Okay, if this is a problem that I am excited to solve, but wala naman na marasyadong relevant sa akin, ah, hindi masyadong check. It's either a hell yes or, di ba, ah, hindi na talaga. Okay. Favorite ko sa interview natin na to, it's not you being that smart kid was probably ito, yung part na nagustuhan ko talaga is you asking for help. Humbling talaga siya. Yung level of maturity at that age, I mean, ilan taon ka nun? 16? 17? 16? Yeah. 16? Na may valedictorian ka pang ano nung grade school, tapos pisa graduate ka. Ay, hindi ko alam yung gano'ng kalaki, yung humility na kailangan linukin, <laughs> yung legs na kailangan itiklop, yung buntot na kailangan mo ibahag para aminin na Sir, I need help. Uh, this is where I am at right now. Isa yon. Isa ko pang paborito dito is that technically, hindi ka pa naman nakatungtong ng Manila from Pisay. Diba? From MIT, nag-Europe, tapos saka pa lang nag-Pilipinas. Pero ang isa sa talagang nakatulong sa was network. Yes. Malaking bagay yung network para kahit saan tayo mapadpad, sobrang hindi tayo parang starting from scratch. And yung network na yun, hindi excuse na hindi ako tisoy, <laughs> hindi excuse yung hindi ako galing sa elitistang pamilya, hindi excuse. Kumbaga, I just built this network and I maintained it. What are the few things that you do ba just to maintain that network na you don't feel like a stranger na parang, Hoy, guys, I'm back. I need a job. <laughs> Tipong ganon. One thing siguro like to borrow a quote from I forget sino magsabi probably a famous person for sure. Sabi na, we see far because we sit on the shoulder of giants. And I always think about it because 
and same nung sinabi ko sa kanina na where I'm at in today is because I was lucky, you know, pinalad and of course the people who supported me and the people who paved the way na marating kung saan man ako nakarating, no? And I always credit that. And in the same way, you know, of course, with the privilege of where I am now, ganun din, I'm trying to pay it forward. For example, like how the friends who helped me before, tapos now they're starting their own startup, be a mentor to them, or if you have, you know, the extra capacity, invest in them. So may ma- Imagine situation from I mean, that, that that I I I'm in and I went through also, and for me, network is all about parang mutual collaboration, mutual help and all, and it's not something na parang dapat itap mo lang kahil dahil kailangan mo silang ngayon, and because you don't know eh, this is a similar thinking also when I hire people, it's like I like to work with people I know that I want someone to on the team. I feel ko na when I talk to them, na kung baliktarin man ang mundo, I would be willing to work for them. Ang ganda nun. Yes. So, those are the people I like to work with. Kasi, who knows? I mean, you know, sabi ko nga sa kanila when we were Paymongo, some of the early ones, sabi ko, you know, Paymongo, it will be here maybe the next five years, ten years, who knows? But the relationship and the friendship we will build on this one, it's, you know, it's for a lifetime. And who knows? Malay mo, sila naman yung may bigger idea. And they'll need my help. That keeps me uh, rooted and also inspired. And that's why I make myself available to those friends. And, you know, some of them really still willing to help. And they're the ones helping me now. If my have ideas, I really want to help. I introduce them and all that. So I think that's lang, Because, you know, the world is small. Eh? And, you know, your fortunes, you know, come and go all. Yes, the world is small. The world is round. Fortunes come and go. But the relationships will always be there. Final question, Mr. Francis Plaza, is this, you can answer yes, you can answer no, but just tell us why. Kasalanan ba ang maging purita sa panahon ngayon? I would say, kasalanan ang hindi gumawa ng paraan para umasensa sa buhay. Sapul! Bakit? <laughs> Kasi we are, in many ways, andaming available resources. I mean, I'm my story... It's basically a story of me just taking advantage kung ano yung meron around me and realizing na walang limit sa pwedeng gawin and, um, you know, when you want and dream for it. Yeah, that's why I try to inspire my friends and my family na you can dream bigger than your surroundings. Kasalanan ang hindi mag-try in the first place. I agree. Mr. Francis Plaza, ang batang na-challenge na matutong mag-code dahil ng Ragnarok na yan. <laughs> ang pinakinabangan ang mga Reader's Digest na inuwi ng tatay niya at was so mature enough to ask for help at a young age of 16. Maraming salamat. I think, I totally believe this deserves a round two. Hopefully in person. I hope to yes. see you in person. Sobrang excited ako for what's to come with uh, for you. And mga bashers, okay? Francis, saan ka nila pwedeng stalking? Sa X ba? Sa LinkedIn ba? <laughs> sa Facebook ba? I'm on all those platforms. Uh, I reply everywhere naman uh, as much as possible. So yeah, uh, find me on Facebook, uh, Francis Plaza, or sa, sa X, it's F, at F Plaza. So either uh, would work. May humirit na isang tanong. Do you have any plans of being in politics? Oh, um, good question. You know, I always, 
I've always thought about it, pero I always go back to my first principles is my impact, but yung gagawin ko dyan to others. Diba? Whether I'm in engineering, I'm in startups, I wouldn't say no at this point, pero hindi ko pa alam whether I can make a difference doon. So, we'll see. But as long as I can make a difference, I probably will. I'm sure you definitely will, can, and are able, and people are looking forward to it. Kasi, yun eh, you are actually the inspiration diba? of making things happen. Mr. Francis Plaza, maraming salamat. Thank you. Good night, washers. That wraps up another empowering episode of the Kasalanan Maging Purita podcast. With Neil Reichel, we've journeyed through insights and strategies designed to elevate your financial mindset and lifestyle, proving once again that in this digital era, wealth is a choice and struggle is optional. We hope today's episode has inspired you to take control, redefine your narrative, and embrace the abundance that's rightfully yours. Tandaan? This podcast is more than a source of information. It's a community of Filipinos breaking free from being purita to a life of wealth and joy. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with anyone ready to turn their financial dreams into reality. Follow Neil Reichel on social media for more anti-purita strategies and inspiration. Until next time, keep thriving, keep growing, and let's bid farewell sa pagiging purita. See you in the next episode. Paalam! Paala.